0: Hello and welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mark LaPorte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. And this is uh, two weeks you've been off, bud. You missed uh, last Friday. What happened?
1: Um, Well, last week, I had a lot, not a lot going on. I went on a little, like, date with this girl. And then uh, my mind kind of went haywire. I haven't, like, had any action whatsoever or really any relationships or talking to anyone. So my mind kind of went haywire um, because I didn't know how to feel about it. And then friday i woke up and you texted me thursday i remembered that too when i realized on friday that i didn't come over for the podcast and you text me on thursday you're like hey remind me to talk about this on the pod tomorrow and i woke up friday and i just my dad was cutting the lawn so i just woke up and i was like you know what i'm gonna help him do whatever he needs because i was just feeling nice right so i cut the lawn that went pretty fast went smooth and then my dirt bike tire had popped that week too and i bought two inner tubes right and popped both of them you popped both popped both of them putting them in oh my gosh i was so mad and then so i bought another one the other day and then that day after cutting the lawn my tire was off my my rim and i was like dad can you help me put this in i just i need an extra set of hands like i don't want to pop this again i will lose my shit if i pop it again so I was just like, I need you to help me. We're going to do this. And so we did that. And then I was so just like relieved. And I don't know, for one day I was just kind of going and not thinking. And then I went for a dirt bike ride, got home, took a shower. And I think I was I was going to hang out with that girl that night. And I did. But after I got out of the shower, I just kind of stopped. And I was like, holy crap. Friday. I just, it is Friday it is Friday. I didn't, I didn't wake up and go to the podcast. I didn't text Mark. I didn't get a text from Mark. Where are you? I didn't get anything. Mark was pissed. (laughs) I was like, yeah, Mark must be pissed right now. So I immediately texted you and I was like, oh my gosh, dude, I don't know what happened. I just, I was just on go mode. I just wasn't thinking my brain was cluttered and then I didn't show up and I was super pissed about that. I was so pissed at myself because I knew you were pissed. And I was like, Man, I'm an asshole, and then <laughs> yeah. So that was uh that was my week, and then yeah, yeah. This girl hasn't texted me back, so I'm all in my head. I'm like, oh, man, I'm an asshole. I don't know how to act. I'm a weirdo. So yeah, so that didn't go well. we we talked, we hung out a few times, and then it was just I don't down think, the drain. I
0: don't think it was you because everything we talked about, it, it just seemed like.
1: I don't know what it was. It probably was me.
0: Yeah, see, I think you, because you're in your head and we're our own worst critics, yeah. Of course you're going to think it's you, but yeah. it could have really been her. I've never been, I've never been
1: good with women either. It's just like I've never.
0: i find me a guy that really has. I mean, never. it's, it's, and it's so strange how you could be so focused on something like doing this podcast every week and, and doing everything else you're yeah. trying to do. Yeah. And, and, and then all just, of a sudden a woman comes in. Every, Everything. I don't First care.
1: The other, the other, uh, the last episode I was talking about how my car was leaking diesel. I was at <laughs> a party the night before. It was all hectic. Drove there leaking diesel. Got a tow ride home. Got the whole life story from the tow truck guy. And I still, like, that didn't knock me off anything. Like, I got home. I was like, oh, I'm late. Gotta go to the podcast. Half hungover. Didn't care. Didn't think about it. But no.
0: You get a woman coming into life, and it's like...
1: Not not even a woman coming into life. You just get a woman to talk to, and you're just like... What do I do? You're just like, oh, man, I'm going to lose my mind, but... Yeah. Yeah, it just takes your attention away from everything. It's like...
0: Your mind goes to mush. I have no... I have no idea. I've never experienced... Okay, I have, but every time I didn't pay attention to it because I've never been involved in so many different things at one time... Whereas when a woman starts talking to you, that I just become this completely different dopey guy who has no motivation for really anything else. It's not lack of motivation because I was amped and full of energy, but it was for this girl talking to me and I'm just like, okay, what do I say? Next? It's so what funny that I mean? you had like a you had a situation too going on. At the same time. Same time. Same. That's why that one week that we were all excited, it was because of this. And I, there was just this feeling in the air. Everything
1: and, was going perfect. Right. Not even just like the fact of that. It was just like everything was just going great. And I was also during summer, it was nice out. Yes. And then this week was all just shitty. And we got Canada wildfires. It yeah. smokes everywhere in New York. Oh, I feel bad for the people in New York and in Canada, especially. It's oh just, God. It's, a, it's insane. It, it really is. I wonder how it is in Canada. Like I see the pictures of the fires themselves, but like, what about a couple miles away in Canada? Like how are people holding up around there? You know? Okay,
0: here's my weird thought on that because you saw the pictures in New York City and it was completely freaking orange. Now, New York has just Central Park for trees. And there's no real trees anywhere else. Like in Canada, there's a lot of trees. So maybe it just kind of filters a lot of that stuff, which is why it doesn't look so orange there. It, but it still might with all the smoke. But it, it just. It says it goes it, up and it comes back down. Yes. It just with seemed. In the weather. It seemed just ominous oh it was this great picture though i guess diablo 4 came out have You ever played diablo in a video game no okay that's okay it's a weird game but diablo 4 had this big billboard in times square and it said welcome to new york diablo 4 and it was you know the orange oh, the oh my god <laughs> very freaky so how'd the um doing the tire with your father go so everything went well with your father on friday
1: yeah, yeah, we actually nice we actually didn't argue at all. Uh, it was, it was great. That nice.
0: Yeah, it was it was nice. I hope you get more of those, bud. Yeah, but yeah. So my week very much the same as yours. I don't know. Well, I got in my own head, and I can't have nice things. I can't. I I gotta self sabotage, and that's probably. Yeah. But it was also the fact that I was losing control of everything, and I don't like to lose control, and I feel like. With a new relationship or somebody even talking to me, I uh, I lose myself in the process, and maybe I just didn't like who, who I was becoming, or yeah, I, I just I don't I don't have a warm gooey center. That's not me. I am a cold hearted prick, <laughs> and that's that's so. When things start going well, I gotta feel the need to push everything, mess well. it all up. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> mess that's it all up for yourself. Therefore, I'm in control, and boom. What's the worst that can happen? I'm back to nothing, so <laughs> here I am back at ground zero. Yeah. But at least I have my like, focus back, and I'm ready to really hit the ground running with everything. Yeah. We kind uh, talked about maybe doing a couple other different podcasts because oh, we just man. talk about random
1: we things. are ridiculous i don't know why this is the broken entrepreneur podcast now that's yeah. the name of it from now on no it's still coffee it's, milk. it's coffee milk but then dash yeah, yeah. the broken entrepreneur podcast
0: because we're just broken people and we're trying to do all this stuff As one little <laughs> hiccup like a woman comes in and we're all just dumb yeah and now we're dealing from the fallout of nothing. man this is embarrassing. It's hilarious. Share it with people. I don't care. I think it's it's awesome. I don't know if we actually mentioned it on the pod, but you were talking about building electric skateboards and stuff, and you bought a website.
1: Yeah, I, I have a domain. I don't have it up on Google or anything indexed. I'm not trying to do that yet. I'm still kind of trying to figure out what I want to do. I've been sourcing, trying to figure out how to source products on Alibaba. I'm just kind of, I feel like I've narrowed it down. Right, Because I'm really good with figuring out what version of what product is produced where. Sp- and I guess I've I've just been trying to make sure that I'm getting the products from the right place. Because I see all these people with their e-commerce stores for electric skateboards. And they have all the speed controllers and the motors. And they have all their logos
0: on it. Oh, wow.
1: So I'm trying to figure out if... There's this company called FlipSky. I'm trying to figure out if they're the main producer of all these motors and speed controllers for the electric skateboard kits. I'm trying to figure out if they're the main producers or if they are also a third party. Right. And they're just labeling them. Right. And if there's like a main producer in China that's kind of just like dishing them out super cheap. But I don't know if I could drop ship from them. That's the only thing. They might be like more of a wholesale type dealer. So... Yeah, I want to get a sourcing agent on, because I learned that from, who was it? Jack, uh, Jack, uh, Ma. Bloomfield. Okay. I brought him up on the other episode, and then we got to, we're going to reach out to him and try and get him on I'm one day it. to do an interview, because I don't think he has many interviews on, um, YouTube, and he definitely doesn't have any interviews that are super recent. Oh, no kidding. So that would be cool. Yeah, he, he mm. mentioned, like, getting a sourcing sourcing agent. If I could get a sourcing agent... That would cost money, but then I would know exactly how the process is going to go of right. me getting an order online and then getting that product to that person as fast as possible, yes, how long it's going to take, what the shipping cost is going to be, and how much it varies from location to location and stuff like that. Because I'm so paranoid about like, I kind of basically got what I should what I should price it I, as, I guess. Because I see other people's prices and I'm looking at the price of the su- main supplier I've been looking at, the Flip Sky, and it kind of works out. One item quantity orders, Um, say you go to the store, it's just $10 shipping usually. Right. So it seems like there's enough profit. Say you got the ESC, it's like 80 to $90, but they're selling it for 120 It seems like there's enough to just charge an extra $10 for shipping and then still make a profit and get it shipped. It's gotta be um, because it just seems like I don't know. I also don't know where those ESCs or like speed controllers. When I say ESC, it's like a, just a part for the board. But I don't know where they come out of. I'm, I'm thinking they 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 all come out of China, but usually everything does. They have chips on them. We ain't not producing them. No, that's after <laughs> maybe there's one American company doing it. That's too much. There, I think there is like a can. Maybe it's a Canadian
0: one. That's mm. cheaper.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out. Selling a physical product is harder than I thought it was going to be. Maybe if I was selling like like the latest trend, like cat fish bowl,
0: cat food bowl, cat toy. Well, I think there's something to be said know, about that. Doing things like that. That too. Just find the products that sell. You could go to Facebook uh, ad manager exactly. and see all the different ads. that. Are and you just like kind of push Facebook ads and you have a website and you just traffic people to that. Yes, sir. I think everything is fairly easy to do. It's just a lot of it's time consuming, especially if you're going to do it the first couple times. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more time consuming because Facebook Ads is not a very user friendly interface. There's just there's a lot to it. So yeah, once you do it a couple of times, it, it you figure out. Oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be targeting. This is how I target them, and this is yeah. the result, or this should be the result. Yeah. Um, what I really want to get better at, though, is Pinterest because I feel like Pinterest is underrated and if you were trying to reach a female audience for anything that's where you go but somebody told me that a while back one of their updates they just weren't pushing a lot of stuff with outside links in the in the um the post so but i don't think that's actually true because i mean i still see all these pinterest marketing agencies and shit so I really want to get better with that. I feel like I have a decent knowledge with Google ads, uh, fairly decent knowledge with Facebook ads. I haven't played much with uh, Instagram or Twitter because I just don't see the point on Twitter. I do not see a point for I've putting anything. kind of
1: been going on Twitter a lot, and I don't know. It's I know I haven't been going on Twitter a lot recently, but I've been thinking about trying to be, build an audience on Twitter, and I... Oh, I think I don't know I feel like it's not it. I feel like you have to be like this perfect like persona and that's it. It's like everyone has their own persona. Right. And it's like everyone is just maybe it's just the side of Twitter that I got myself on. But it's like I don't know. I feel like the algorithm on there is just so self-help and so advice and it's just like everything you need to do this, this way, and that, this way, and it's just like it hurts to read. Does that make any sense?
0: No, it does. I'm sorry. I'm reading that. Um I saw it on Instagram and then I had to read all about it because I still wasn't sure it was real. But this family in Las Vegas, they called nine one one saying something crashed in their backyard and there's eight to ten foot creatures and like just looking at them or something. And the police actually came by, and the only reason the police came by is because the officer said that he wouldn't believe it and he wouldn't bother, but because his partner said he saw something fall from the sky too, which is why they wanted to investigate. So they go in the backyard, and the body cam footage for the backyards all blacked out. Um, They're citing privacy reasons, but apparently they said there was a depression in the ground, but I don't think they saw the creatures there when they arrived. And they had even asked a neighbor if they saw anything. I think the neighbor confirmed, too. But also, wow. body cam footage, you saw this thing kind of streak across the sky. Now, it looked like a low-level meteorite, but it, it, it could have been a UFO. I don't know. I just thought that was a really crazy It'd be so cool! Why can't they crash in my backyard? Right? Or my life to drastically change. I just want them to abduct me and take me off this planet. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I'm I'm ready. Like let's just let's just let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I, I thought it was cool. I like finally getting more UFO stuff. Big UFO guy always have been. My father always fought me on that. I remember it was maybe 5 years ago he told me it's like I really like that you keep on sticking with what you believe in. I'm like, yeah, because either this entire universe is empty and it's just us and that's scary or there's intelligent life out there, and that's also scary. I choose to believe, like, in 13.5 trillion years or a billion years. How old is it? I don't know. I think it might be a billion. 13.5 billion years, yeah, I'd have to say that. There's got to be some advanced life out there other than ourselves. Now, if they could give me some great entrepreneurial tips, I would really appreciate that, or just lend me the UFO. I could give UFO rides. You know, Richard Branson sells his seats for, what, 100 grand? We could do that. Side hustle of the week, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> UFO rides. <laughs> I hear, like, all the stories from
1: people, and they're like, oh, there's, like, radiation around it, and they go near the UFO, and they feel like time's slowing
0: down and, and shit like that. One of my favorite UFO stories is, I uh, gotta Google it, Renlisham Forest in the United Kingdom. It was on a United States Army base, and these guys, I think, Christmas Eve, they're at, it's a nuclear facility, too, I believe, and a UFO just landed in the woods, and... A whole unit goes out there and it's the most well documented case because the guy is talking to his radio while he's circling the thing and he's talking about how weird it looks and how there's crazy hieroglyphs. I'm sorry. Ones and zeros on it. No, he touched the thing and he got a download of information. It was ones and zeros and he, he And he wrote them all out. One hundred percent he yeah. That was, like that five. was trending yeah. because I watched that. Oh, video. really? Yeah. And I think it was Gail Breton, was this? now i think that's that that
1: is authority hacker
0: <laughs> that is gail like, Breton from authority Hacker. i got hacker. so <laughs> many damn names in my head i can't that even that is not <laughs> i was way up it's How just going mark <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even here today bud like i woke up a couple hours ago my my head hurts and this coffee's not kicking in i don't know why we gun on ufos i just saw the story coming up while i was looking up a florida man story
1: yeah the ufo thing was cool because it, you like Downloaded the information and then he felt compelled to write them all down. Yeah. And then they coded it, they decoded it and took words, right? And it was like, we're visiting your earth or something like that. It
0: had some crazy message. We are visiting you. But it also had, I believe, the longitude and latitude for what the hell's the island with the big heads on it? Easter Island. Yeah. That's where like the dot uh, with the location pointed to it. I was like, well, that's kind of cool, because Easter Island has these huge heads on it. There's nobody that lives on the island, just these huge monolithic heads. And then if you dig down about 50 feet, there's a body to it, too. Man, I don't know really how they did it. I love how they always come up with some crazy ideas, but never like UFOs or anything. It's all like, no, no, they use trees and stuff. Well, the damn island is dead i don't think there are any trees and they're like well they cut them all down it's like well a lot of this doesn't make sense what would you do if you saw 20 trees left and you're like well we have nothing left but let's still cut those suckers down i mean come on that's me just getting crazy i it's got to be some other power building
1: those massive statues like
0: i like to think so that's why i'm a big fan of ancient aliens yeah should write we should do a whole i'm sure there's a lot of different websites on ufos and stuff but I'd like to do one of those.
1: You ever read the ones on the pyramids and, like, this guy who did, like, this experiment on it and he, like, talked about how, like, there were bees appearing in his workshop out of nowhere. He had this, like, pyramid, like, structure that he was, like, trying to recreate and, like, I was trying to read all of his notes on it, but they were, like, so... It was, like, me explaining a story to someone, like, just bits and pieces of, like, shit that you just cannot make out or put together.
0: Makes sense to the guy who's writing it down, but not to- no one else. It's like talking to a crazy person. Yeah. I have seen weird things on pyramids, like pyramid power and weird shit. I don't know anything about it, but when they start- comparing that to things like the Philadelphia experiment and stuff like that, it really piques my interest. The Philadelphia experiment was a thing with a, I believe it was a Navy ba- uh, battle. And, and it disappeared. And then it came back. It well, that's what they say. Or morphed into the metal. And that's the story. But it also said, no, no, none of that shit happened. It's like, well, I, I don't believe anything when they say, no, no, that didn't happen. Well, that's our alien top topic for the day.
1: Alien top. And
0: the only thing for Florida man I have is he was bitten by a, Florida man was bitten by a family member in the leg and developed a flesh-eating bacteria. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how that's...
1: Um, that's just insane. Did me. you hear about the guy who tried to rob a store with a paper bag on his head? Tell me. Pretty got- sure it was a Florida man, too. <laughs> and then the one that would robbed the store with an alligator.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, the alligator, what I read. It's just <laughs> like, I don't know what I was thinking, man. I just... <laughs> seemed like a good idea at the time. Obviously, you weren't thinking. <laughs> Oh God, I love Florida. And
1: then I was watching another uh, video. Someone has an alligator as their support animal. Like he can literally pet the thing. The guy was apparently so depressed that that and like apparently the alligator sensed it and he like fell asleep with this alligator like on his head and it didn't kill him or like and now he's like attached to the thing. I watched a whole like little documentary on it.
0: This thing's got, that guy's gonna get a Darwin Award in about five years when that alligator is huge. Yeah, I don't understand. This people is... are crazy. Oh, yeah. That's why. You know, there's a boatload of crazy people, so why can't we find a side hustle for the crazy? What do we got? Just- Nothing. Crazy. No, it's you- Crazy. Just- You gotta come up with, like, some crazy- I don't know, find a guy with a tiger and be like, yeah, for $5,000, we'll let you put your head in the tiger's mouth. Would you do it? Oh, I guarantee would sell out. People are that stupid. What? I'm just spitballing here, I mean- you got to come up with some crazy ideas. Step right up and put your head in the top. What? Go skydiving without a parachute. $12,000. You can only skydive once successfully. (laughs) I'm just in a weird mood, man. This coffee sucks, and it's not really kicking in.
1: Oh, have you played around with any of uh, Google's new like, search tools. You know, you see the little, like, beaker at the top of Google search now?
0: I actually don't see the beaker, and I tried to show you that a little while ago. I didn't.
1: Yeah, I got it rolled out to me, I guess. I don't know. I'm just lucky.
0: That's weird. I don't know Um, if it's maybe because I'm logged in a work account or something.
1: But, yeah, so, apparently they added it. They added something, like, you click on the little uh, test tube at the top of Google, and you can add in the... You can add in generative, like, search to when you search, you'll get, like, responses by ai then you can there's a coding one that you can add in to help with coding mm. and then there's one for sheets so
0: it's nothing really crazy it's kind of like bing i guess but yeah but i still haven't used any of the schools even, rolling it out newer tools that they used again the, uh, the the woman in my life just really messed me up and i had no ambition to really research anything except stupid things like yeah. ideas and i wasted all my time on that and now i'm in this mood and I'm trying to just get back out of this little funk. Yep. So if anybody had this experience and they were trying to start their own side hustle or business or whatnot, and then love just all of a sudden appeared, how did you get through that while continuing to be successful with your business? Unless you brought that person into your business, in which case, well, that makes sense. But I mean, man, women just do a number on us. Yeah. I don't even know if we should put that out there. I feel like that's like, Oh, are you high? No, I'm totally putting that out. Like, I love how you second-guess everything, but of course I get final edit, and I think everybody can relate to our story, this story. What do I have to lose? That's it. We have nothing to, have lose to lose because we're at nothing.
1: I am at zero. I have nothing. I just don't want to have
0: less, or I don't know. Well you can't. That's the best part about being at zero. Well, they're messing around with batteries a lot. That And that's wild to me, because the one thing that scares the crap out of me, like, I'll be a plumber, I'll do any of that stuff, I will not touch electricity. It just freaks I me know. out too much. I just make sure, okay, if I do, I make sure there's nothing on.
1: <laughs> yeah, been messing around with that a lot. I've been watching YouTube about all, like, the power walls and stuff. I want to try and power something in my house with solar and then recycled batteries. I've been ripping apart all these old laptop batteries I've been saving and testing some of the cells. And they've been doing pretty good. Test tests like four a day, basically. You, they charge them up all the way, then charges them down all the way. And as it charges them down, it counts how much it puts out for power. And then you write that down on the cell so you know how much, if it's like still good to use or not. But like it's kind of tough to weed out the bad ones because you can still make a pack with all of them and then like four or five of them become like what you call heaters. Right. And then they'll just start heating up because they're not good anymore. Oh, cool. So you got to make sure the internal resistance on them is all good and stuff like that. What? What? I've been doing that. I'm going to try and power something in my house uh, with solar and then a battery pack to charge the pack.
0: Now, how, uh, I mean, you see my yard. I don't get any sun except that little corner. And... I think we'd be decent. Really? Yeah, we'd be all right. I'm going to get into that, but I'd have to cut down about 200 feet of trees right behind me. Yeah, I'm just not doing that. But that's really cool. I like that.
1: Yeah, or I was thinking about put building a pack for a skateboard and then making a small one. Okay,
0: how big's your big one? Is it like a longboard? Long oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so. Making like something a little less powerful and then something like that because the battery is the most expensive part. But I don't know if I could use the old laptop cells for an electric skateboard pack because they're not rated for that power output. But then I don't know. Damn. It's all
0: jargon. I jargon. have no clue what you're saying, and that's just awesome, though. Yeah. Because you get so amped up when you talk about anything with battery packs, and I was like, it. I don't know, man, I don't know. I love it. That's wild. Good for it's you. So fun. I mean, there's got to be a million jobs out there. You could get doing something with batteries, or I would have. Nope. I've been
1: looking around everywhere, and it's like just.
0: Well, else' this Rhode Island. I mean, check check Connecticut. Check Massachusetts. I mean, Connecticut's a hot, hop, skip, and a jump. I'm sure it's something out there. Massachusetts has all kinds of crazy stuff going on.
1: Yeah. I've been looking into that recently a lot because I've been trying to get back to my roots, like do something that... With your hands and with... with my hands that that I did like kind of like in middle school. Like, I don't know, get back to like a nice hobby. Right. Instead of just trying to do something else, you know. But yeah, I've been trying to do that. And then what else was I looking at? There's also another thing called Second Life Storage that I found. There's this guy, in I believe it's the U.K. And all he does is hoard these battery packs that have the lithium-ion cells in them, takes them apart, tests them, puts a number on them, with this with all the numbers from the test, and then he lists them on an auction on his website. And apparently they all go really for like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars a sell.
0: Is that good or cell. is that is that
1: cheaper? You're getting the cells for free. Oh, okay. So, yeah.
0: How big's a cell? I mean,
1: double double the size of a double A. That big, that wide.
0: Oh, so it's like a D wide and a double A doubled. Yeah. egg long. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I hope people caught that <laughs> a double A. It's doubled. Like a, imagine double A
1: like blown up three times. Right. You could drag it and just make it larger. And how many cells are in a
0: battery pack? Or
1: say this. Well, oh, it depends pack. on how many you want. Well, that laptop pack—probably not the cells that those. The, those probably have the flat pouch cells in them. Your laptop, right? But if you got one of those batteries that usually clicks out. Oh okay. And it's kind of got those round bumps in it. Oh okay, just the maybe main. like eight cells. Oh wow, nine. All depends on the battery. Like my smaller laptop has like just a stick of them and there's like five in a row, maybe. That's crazy. So I
0: didn't know how this stuff worked. At least you're gonna help me out with understanding that crap.
1: Yeah, but still not gonna follow. I wanna start trying like sell them online, but I just don't know all the regulations and stuff. It's like what if I ship a bad cell? What if someone gets a cell and it doesn't and it blows up on them? Like not like these are super dangerous, like they're engineered to be safer and like they have vents on them. If they get too hot, it'll vent, But you still don't know. blow it's out a bunch of white paranoid. smoke. Yeah. Um, Did you reach out to the guy? No, I haven't reached out to him, but I think I'm going to reach out to him and say like, Hey, I've been testing cells for a while and been interested in this. It's like, could I maybe ship you some for 50 cents, 25 cents a piece and you could sell them. Could I sell them on your site or, or should I make a site? is it even legal in the u.s do you know about that like do you have issues with that i don't know yes it's it, like you look up the answers and it's just not there like yes. it's like you just get a jargon of yes and no and it's like what am i supposed to do sorry it's a gray area it's like well i need yes or it's no like, especially with like these batteries like are shipped every day so it's like well, oh, yeah. am i supposed to i don't know yeah but that's something that i really would love to do as like a little side hustle if i could get that going just like selling individual cells or Something like that.
0: How would you source all the, how would you get all the recycled uh, batteries and stuff? I would probably go to schools,
1: ask for their old packs. I would go to battery recycle centers or I'd go to Lowe's and talk to the manager and be like, hey, all those old batteries you get, like, can I have some of them? Call these old packs that people turn in.
0: Because I'm assuming they'd actually have to pay to dispose of them. I believe they do. they do properly. I don't know. So. They just put it in the dumpster. I would
1: have to find sources, but I think once I start really looking, I'd be able to find them.
0: It's not a horrible idea. Yeah. I mean, why not try? Like, right. just
1: from a couple of days of being aware of it in high school, I was able to gather up, like, I don't uh, know, I probably have, like, 200 cells right now. Really?
0: Yeah. That's awesome.
1: So, <laughs> um Damn. but yeah, and people do it, but I don't know, just a gray area.
0: Yeah. I don't know enough about it. I mean, I d- I'd try to help you out, but I wouldn't even know where to look, so that's why i just ask people, but I don't know anybody. Yeah,
1: if you get any drill batteries at the shop that go bad, put them to the side, or if anyone, know your friends that got them that go dead, I'll take them if they're throwing them out or looking to get rid
0: of them. Oh, yeah, I can even ask Brian, too, with all his RC cars, because those would be lithium-ion.
1: Those are lithium... Well, lithium-ion phosphate is the one, the hard cells, but lithium-ion, those are the... Those foil packs that you see, the rectangle bricks. Oh, so those. And those are really good and efficient, but they blow up over time. Like they will expand, they'll fill a gas. Oh,
0: okay. I've actually
1: and then sh- they can actually blow up. Oh, sure. Yeah. So those are more dangerous and not really recyclable, kind of like when they're done, they're done. And you don't want to overuse them or overcharge them or mess with them in any way. Um, those usually don't get recycled. Sometimes they do, depending on if they're still good or not, but it's more of like the lithium-ion phosphate. It's a different chemical formula that's like supposedly safer, and now they're coming out with sodium batteries too, and they're like these big bricks. Something. Yeah, and they're using them in the EVs, and a lot of people are just running their house off
0: like 20, 40 bricks. It's crazy. Yeah, those can't be cheap. No, no what's a what's the sorry this might be boring but now i'm actually really intrigued like what's the lifetime on a a battery because i've always wanted to do better i've
1: seen people getting a battery wall made from recycled cells in like four years they have like a blowout or something like that which is scary oh shit that's the other thing that scares me it's like if this is going to be in my basement like first of all why is everyone putting these things on their walls when they're they have a chance to catch on fire like the wall is the worst spot yeah i know it's called a power wall but oh my gosh put it in the middle of the floor put it on the ground like oh my gosh why is it on the wall that is the worst place it could be i'd like to put it on a like bonk. the total worst place even if it's in a metal case on the wall what
0: <laughs>
1: what are you thinking
0: <coughs> like put it in an outside enclosure yeah that's a, I wouldn't Jeez. have anything attached to my
1: house. Oh my goodness, but yeah, yeah, I'm seeing people get like 4 years online after their cells kind of go bad. But I don't know, that's the thing. Your cells do go bad over time and then they don't hold a charge or they they don't hold as much as like they don't put as much power out as they used to.
0: That's why I still think it's too early to go solid. My
1: electric skateboard uh, that has been going good still and I built that pack in eighth grade, I believe, Holy eighth, hell. summer of eighth grade. I built that pack. That's awesome. And I think that it's still, it's still going strong, but I get voltage sag. So like, that's like, so I'm on my skateboard, I'm going slow. And then once I hammer it, it'll go like full speed, but I'm looking at my battery indicator as I'm hammering it. And it's like, you can see it drops down to level two when it was at level four. Oh, wow. So it's like when you go and try and pull from that pack, it's not going to be able to keep up with the voltage. It will give you the power, but it's going to die faster.
0: Okay, that I understand.
1: So like whereas new cells, you're on the skateboard, you're giving it full throttle, it's going to maintain that That 36 volts, okay, or that 42 volts, that it's going to maintain that full charge for a while. Whereas I go to hit it now, it's going to give me full power. I'm going to go, but it's going to that pack is going to while I'm hitting full power, it's going to drop down to like 40 volts. It's going to sag like two volts, and then once you let off, you'll see the battery indicator go back up. But that's doesn't necessarily mean it's a healthy pack anymore. So
0: jeez. That's why I'd be too paranoid to get involved in this.
1: But I think they're safe. It's safe cells. Like, they're not, like, if it does blow up, like, you have time to get away from it. And, like, it's not like it's going to kill you. or Like, be a grenade.
0: Right. You know? It's not like a Tesla. It's going to blow out
1: the side and make a giant swoosh, but in a bunch of puff of white smoke. But it's not like it's going to. Like, I've seen packs where it's a tightly welded pack and, like, four cells will blow up. But the rest are fine. So it's like seeing that kind of makes me feel better. It's like one can explode right next to another and the other one will be okay.
0: That's but, yeah. easy. I would figure the whole thing would catch. Wow.
1: Those other lithium ion cells, though, the pouch cells, yeah, those go. Like so, the ones we got in our phones.
0: Oh, okay. So you got to show me. One day you got to bring over some shit. and You got to show me this stuff. Yeah, it's pretty fun. But um, Yeah,
1: I've been into that because that's like a huge interest of mine.
0: There's this one guy on Instagram or TikTok or whatnot. It's uh Patton Designs or P A T O N design uh, He does P C B designs? Huh? P C B? No, it's uh it's his last name. It's P A T O N, so okay. it's it's Patone or what patent. And um he makes all these cool like motorized wheelbarrows and he made um a chariot for his I motorcycle. I could've done that and I just haven't jumped on a YouTube channel. Like I haven't I think you do some fascinating stuff and I think your YouTube channel would go crazy because that's what this guy does. And I, the funny thing was I've been following him for oh, quite a while and just watching all this crazy stuff going. The The last thing I saw was this chariot that he attached to his motorcycle and it was just a 55-gallon drum that it kind of cut out like a chariot and put on these big wheels. Like some on Colin Furs type stuff. Yes, and it it's but it's hilarious and awesome at the same time. Now the funny thing is, we got this guy from Australia and this guy from New Zealand. State uh, they're at the shop now. They're here for two months. One guy's building a uh, '79 or restoring his '79 Firebird uh, in aluminum because it's all rotted to shit, and he wants to take the aluminum Firebird back to our, uh, oh, what the hell, uh, Australia with him. So this other dude's from New Zealand and greatest dude ever. And nobody understands a sense of humor because I come into the shop and he just kind of looks at me and then gives me the middle finger. This guy says some messed up stuff to me and it is hilarious, but I consider it. They're like, man, he, he doesn't like you. I'm like, what are you talking about? He called me, you know, he called me a, <laughs> and, but I guess that's really normal in New Zealand. They just call everybody. <laughs> um. So he's like, so he just does that stuff, and everyone's like, well, that's kind of rude. I'm like, no, that's just... He likes me. How do, how do you not get that from the insults? That's... I mean, plus we're in Massachusetts. You should understand we got yeah, a thick skin. Yeah, if yeah. you're not busting each other's balls, you don't love the person. If yeah. you just say, hi, how are you, that means you don't like the person. If you're polite, you don't like them. Yeah. If you bust balls, you'll love the person. Yeah, yeah. It's very different in New England. Yeah, so he was showing me videos. He's like, oh, yeah, my brother does all these crazy things and everything. He opens up TikTok and he shows me the motorized wheelbarrow and the chariot on the motorcycle. And it's his brother. It's his brother from New Zealand, mind you.
1: Why it's do like... you have all these <laughs> crazy connections? And you're like, Yup, no, he's at my shop today. And I'm like, What, man? Like, I just, in the world. I have no idea how. You see going. something online and then the person just comes. Yes. It's just like, Oh, that's great. <laughs>
0: I was like, that must be awesome. Tell your brother I follow him. But he told me some of the numbers. He's like, oh yeah, one of the videos he did, he had just randomly went to a maybe a car show or a crazy machine show, whatever. And he brought his motorized wheelbarrow, and he said the views alone from that video was like five grand for the weekend. I said, holy shit. So yeah, I'm, I I suggest you do it, dude. I'm thinking about
1: kind of making a little video. Um, I want to do one of my board. Cause that's cool. There's a lot of videos on electric skateboards right. and people building their own yes, sir. cause people like to look when they want to build their own. And I've also been thinking about kind of doing a, one of those videos, like kind of like has a time frame, and it's like, I'm going to build this electric skateboard for my friend. And like, I don't have anything set up, but maybe I can make a video out of it and make it like a little, I don't know, month long thing and be like, by this date, I need to make this skateboard so we can go and ride. And then you like, by the end of the summer, day one, drilling. Day one, shucks. I've got all of this, and like, I don't know, I'll just document
0: everything. 100%. Make sure each day is maybe a, if it's going to be 30 days, do each day as a minute long. Well, don't do it as a minute yeah, long. So everything, but we do it as a minute. Get a minute it's cut. 30, yeah. It's, you know, it's 30 minutes, 30 days, and it'd be interesting. Have a little description of what the hell's going on or voiceover or whatever you do. But, yeah, I can edit that thing for you. You know what? I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. I think you should do I it. I think I'm going to
1: I'm gonna start making... Let's you know, just start making the video, and then I'll have to
0: finish. Just follow... You know, even follow that other guy that I was just talking about and see the crazy shit he makes, and then just start doing. Yeah. Or if you need anything from the shop, like I need metal, I need this, that, we have it, so just ask. Uh, but, hell yeah, I'd do it. See? Could you make me a motor mount? <laughs> yeah, just give me the dimensions and everything 100%. And do you have a cutter? We have everything.
1: I got oh a plasma god, gosh, I got a plasma god. table. We're so like, you can make me an pump. aluminum motor
0: mount. Oh my gosh, dude. That'd be insane. Oh, really? That's that's what's holding you up, is an aluminum motor mount. No,
1: Did it's I just know? one of the parts that I would have to find and make it right, but... Oh.
0: No, you just give me... I mean, okay, yeah, it's gonna be a little fabrication involved, because first time's not gonna be right unless you give me exact... That's correct. why you got a belt sander. Yeah, Exactly. We got belt sander. We got bridge ports. We got lathes. I'm going to
1: do it. I'm going to make a YouTube video about. At least do the
0: first one about your. Building an electric skateboard. Show everything. You know, zoom in. Shit. It's. And then you can even make a 60 second version. Put that on the TikTok or Instagram. You never know. Yeah. But people that build random shit do really well. I
1: I see like I love to build random stuff and then I get guilty about it because it's like I'm wasting money. And I'm just tinkering. But yeah, yeah, if I could have a channel to do that,
0: man. And then you wouldn't have to waste money because maybe people would reach out to you and say, hey, would you consider using my part in your next build? It's like absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. come on. I just want you to monetize outreach. No, I'm just lazy and I haven't made a video yet. I just, I don't know. I don't know what's holding it. Nope, it's open. Come on in, bub. You're good. I think you oh. shit. In his oh, hand. sorry. My bad. My bad. We're in the middle of the podcast. I put the check, but. Stop. Maybe I'll just start recording with my phone. That's it. And then just make sure you upload to a Google Drive or something. And that shit takes long. And it's if you could make sure you get it in well no, I guess 4K is good. But um I don't know. When I just edited it, I always put it in 1920 by 1080 and I don't go crazy with the uh I'm not sure. Yeah. Just saw this fantastic quote on Twitter. It said, pain creates progress. I think that's going to be true. I think we're just going to keep on going through little wins and then a lot of heartache. And that just makes sure we want to keep doing what we're doing because I don't think we're going to put in all this effort and go through all this work and not have a great reward at the end. So, I don't know. That's going to be the quote of the day. Pain creates progress.
1: Yes. All right. So, I was doing a little research. Kind of like to bring up one interesting person each episode or try to at least. So this person I found, um, his name is Brendan Cox, and he was a young entrepreneur. He started out in his school. First story I heard him tell was he would go to the dollar store, right? And then he would buy packs of gum that have like, you know, you pay a dollar, two dollars, and then you got multiple packs inside the sleeve. Right. So he'd buy that and then sell each pack for like maybe double the price or whatever, a little bit. And one day he said he made like $56 profit at school, all from selling candy. So that kind of got him going. And he kind of always had like the entrepreneurial, he he always had the bug. So um, in seventh grade, he started his, he really kind of started another business. His first business he started was selling phone cases. He would design them in Photoshop after learning Photoshop, and then he would send the designs to china apparently and get the phone cases and then ship them here and sell them how old was he or he would drop ship them or whatever i don't know if he would really design them but that's pretty crazy like designing phone cases getting a factory to actually produce your design that's pretty cool so he uh, he was in seventh grade when he started doing the phone cases which was kind of insane really insane actually So all that time he learned about Photoshop, graphics, all the different design elements that you need to learn in social media, how to sell products online. And he kind of learned that selling a digital uh, physical product was actually kind of harder than than making a service or an app or something like that. And he's also made these two other apps. Um, It's called like Infinite Run or something like that, or like Impossible Puzzle or Impossible Run. And you got to do like this, this like little game on your phone. And it's like a simple game. Um, I don't know exactly how it goes, but he made two different apps that were games, and those were a big hit. And he also made this app called Teen Assist, which connected people who needed work done at their house with teens who wanted to do odd jobs. And apparently that was a really big thing. He said, like, he would go out for coffee and he could, like, never never miss a client or something like that or miss someone who was using Teen Assist already in his local area. That's awesome. So that was really cool. He started something like that, with kind of like Angie's List in a way. Um, and then he started Cox Social Media Management. I couldn't really find much about this, I right? Didn't really dig too much into it. But um he started that and he does social media stuff for, for customers like uh, banner designs, ad designs, He'll design your account, do stuff like that, like all the graphic designs and stuff like that for, for media. Um, and apparently he has a net worth of like $2 million or whatever, so it's probably more than that now.
0: Yeah, and I never find those estimates to be right. Under. The
1: All Up In Your Business podcast he starts, I guess. He started, and he does that, and he's based out of New Jersey and Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure he grew up in New Jersey. So that's pretty cool. Um, so one of the things or some of the things that he says that kind of stuck with me set realistic goals. He encourages aspiring entrepreneurs to start as soon as possible and set achievable realistic goals. So like nothing too crazy, something that you think you could do. And he's saying, don't do it just for the money. Like there are money grabs out there. He talked about like fidget spinners, like he sold those for a while and like stuff like that, but don't do it just for money. Um, he like, He says that building a business around your passion as the money will follow you when you are doing something you genuinely enjoy. So like, don't just try and do money grabs all the time, I guess. And then he said to build an effective network. Like everyone says, your network is your net worth. Um, He emphasizes the importance of like connections and using social media to build a lasting business relationship. So yeah, I've definitely been trying to figure that out. Like we are doing that now with the podcast. We just got to have some more people on, but um learn from your mistakes he always says that learning from your your mistakes are always the most valuable teachers and to definitely pick them apart and learn from them and yeah those were his goals that like I watched a bunch of like uh, documentaries and that's kind of what or there was a couple there was like this book club that did a podcast with him and then a few like highlights on him with like like, these channels that cover, like, young entrepreneurs. Right, right. So I don't know exactly what he's up to today, but I think he's doing Cox Visuals, which is his media company. And, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I would just start out, like, Lemonade Stand, like every other kid, and then he sold phone cases and candy in school, and it's
0: pretty wild. See, I always applaud that. It's like, and they're starting young. Most people don't figure this stuff out until later on in life, like yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I was crazy. I wanted to sell vape juice in high school. I, I sold that. a couple bottles. Did you? I did. I remember you told me. And that. I mixed I it on my own. That's it nuts. was like cents a bottle. Cost me like a couple dollars a bottle. The biggest cost was the bottle itself.
0: No kidding. I think. And then what? Yeah. What'd you charge for them? Like five bucks, 10, ten bucks, fifteen bucks. I no
1: think. kidding. a But hard. no one, no one wanted to. No one wanted to. Vape out of the bottle, like everyone wanted the disposables at that time. Oh, okay. So I considered buying empty disposables, making my own juice, filling them with my own juice, and doing that. So if I could make a really good disposable with quality juice, and people could tell the difference, then to... that would be a hit. But you know, it's like also bootleg. Yeah, it's exactly. Really bad. And then I kind of realized, like, eh, this isn't the best thing to be doing at my age. See, and uh weird
0: stuff like you never do the normal lemonade stand stuff. no you
1: know, i wanted to like... sell vape juice and <laughs> and fireworks
0: i'm insane i did the fireworks thing i would always go to new hampshire and um come back and then sell to all my friends it's definitely a great way to make money during the summer Everybody wanted fireworks. Yeah, yeah.
1: I remember they—they they would always have that. My dad would always tell me they'd have this guy who would come to the neighborhood and you—he op- opens his trunk and it's just loaded. Firework. Yep. And all the illegal stuff too. Like they don't they even have them anymore. Animals. They don't have just things no. that go boom on the ground anymore. They I don't know, like that. that.
0: Kind of boggles my mind. I love cherry bombs. I love. Yeah, all
1: you that know stuff. it's so exciting. It Goes off. You're like, holy crap!
0: What's going on? You know. But, I remember my father and I. Oh, this had to have been twenty-five, thirty years ago. We had this crazy stump, and he just drilled into that stump, and he yep. had a pineapple in it, and a pineapple's corner stick. Yeah, it blows just, it right apart. Holy hell, it was beautiful, but that sound and everything. Oh, I miss those days, but no, everyone's too stupid. Now we got to worry about them eating tide pods. So uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't trust them handling Drinking bleach explosives. Son of a bitch. Why you guys got to ruin everything? <laughs> no, 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 that's uh, pretty cool about that, Brandon guy. We got to definitely get him on. It's yeah. The thing we got to... um, I I'm going to go back in mind. into our episodes,
1: and every time we bring someone up, we got to email them, and I should be emailing him right now,
0: but I'm... Or direct message or anything. Just anyway. Just... Uh... But we're going to get more people because this is a group I belong <laughs> to for podcasters, and they all just try to um become guests on each other's podcasts that just help each other out and it's kind of a cool community. And um a lot of them have been asking for different things. And I didn't know what we should really focus on if it's just entrepreneurs, but some of these people have really cool stories. And I'm down for having really anybody with an interesting story or just somebody who's really good at that pr- their profession. There was a, a life coach and um somebody for childhood trauma. And I'm like, hey, you never know. I'm could just always Pick these people's brains about anything, because that's what it was supposed to be about. Anything to help you grow as a as a person. Um, me, it's too late for me. So we're just focusing on you now, bud. Yep. <laughs> so you got that to look forward to. I'm going to reach out to a couple of them this weekend, and probably within the next two weeks, we'll have our next guest. And Charlie's coming back from his uh, oh, nice. from Missouri. He should be up next week. He had a hell of a problem with one of his rentals. Oh, uh man. Apparently, when they left, they just kind of just went nuts with the place, and he said they spray-painted everything, and it was just horrible, so...
1: That's terrible.
0: He's cleaning that up right now, but he should <clears clears throat> Does he get compensated for that? I don't think so. Really? You, yeah, you just... You can't make them pay or force them to pay? Well, yeah, you've got to go to Smith yeah. Claims Court and do all this other... That's bullshit. crazy. That's why you always have a security bu- deposit, but I'm sure the security deposit didn't cover anything. That's why... No. It's tough finding good renters... So we may bring him back on and see what he is up to. So that's exciting. But other than that, that's it for this week's episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. See you next week. Hopefully. Next week's Friday. It's seven days from today. Yes.
1: Next week, Friday. All
0: right. See you then.